Are you ready to grow your relationship with God every single day? I know I am, and I know it takes us defeating our negative thoughts and getting past our own self and what it is that we focus on or need not focus on, going deeper and understanding that mentorship is critical. And who better to have as a mentor than an actual coach, like somebody who understands coaching in a whole nother way, to the point that she was a personal trainer and fitness girl that turned into a Christian mentor and life coach. She was an elite athlete and national champion in a recent Hall of Famer inductee. And I just think it's so amazing to learn from someone who has understood what coaching actually means and applies it to the way that she shows up for her community. I love her heart. I love the revelations that God has given her. She also has a podcast. And so you can check out his word, My Walk with his Kayla. And it's going to just be something that you can treasure because it's daily Bible readings. And I think we need more of that. And we need people who are going to walk it out with us. And Coach, I don't know if she calls herself Coach Kayla. I'm sure eventually or in the past she did. Maybe she should again. But KaylaPraise.com. You can check out all of her amazing things that she's doing. And today you have the treasure of understanding how she got where she is, what she's doing, and the incredible people that she stood underneath learning from. People like The Potter's House with T.D. Jakes and so many others. You guys are going to know their names. You're going to understand how she is and who she is, what she is because of our shared Father in Heaven, Jesus Christ. Let's go, Kayla. for this today y'all that like there's a beat that drops in that last part that I'm like woo all right and I was just on fire speaking about restore the roar and I just feel like this show right now this specific podcast with you Kayla is just gonna restore the roar in other people too yeah I am excited to hear from you and for my community to get to know you and so grateful we were just talking offline about how like the Lord just can maneuver something in his favor, in his plan, in his timing, even when naturally it's like, no way, we won't be talking for several months. And here we are. So I feel like I got a fast new friend and I'm grateful for you. I'm so excited to be here. I know he just like makes a way. <laughs> Every day. We, like, don't know, we don't expect. And he yeah. just does what he does. It's so, so it's good. Awesome. 
Well, I'm excited to just learn about you and how the Lord has been guiding and stewarding you through your entire life. I'm sure hindsight's always 2020, but to get into kind of like the little bit of the messy pieces of like, when were you struggling? Um, was there a time where you were like, I didn't know God. I love to just hear and start there and then kind of lead to the favor, the blessing, the goodness. Cause I think a lot of people see what is a, you're having a podcast and you having the social media presence and how you get to train women up and your backstory mm -hmm. in athleticism and all these things is like, okay, she's just one of those lucky people, right? She's just one of those like, okay, the hand of God is on her life. Nothing's ever wrong. Nothing ever goes bad. And I think it's important yeah. to like pop that bubble over people sometimes and start there and then we'll blow it back up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's so important. So like I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Yeah, me neither. Um, and I just love that um, people so often assume, right? We assume when people are walking in their calling and, and what God has called them to do that this was always the case. And it just wasn't. I was raised in an amazing family. I grew up in Saskatchewan in Canada, played every sport, but settled on basketball and was able to travel around and play. I'm, I moved to Arizona for high school to play wow. basketball Wow! Um, and then ended up playing in college. And I just, I, I, I met God as a like junior high summer camp, you know, <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> the, classic, the classic summer camp. Um, but then I just, I didn't really know. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. So from not being raised in a Christian home, my mom was saved, but that was it. Yeah. And I went to church with her because all my guy friends played basketball there on Wednesday night. So that's just what we did. <laughs> of course. Right? So like I, I knew who Jesus was. I was like all for it. I just didn't know. Sure. Um, and then in high school, when I moved to Arizona, um, it was just my dad and I that moved. Yeah. And like I just didn't have a foundation. I didn't yeah. know. So I just, I just kept living life. Yeah. I just didn't know. Um, college, same kind of thing, but I got involved in athletes in action. I started to kind of, cool. you know, church was just something I did. And then I ended up earning a job with the National Basketball Association. And at that point I was like, oh, I'm a grown up now. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I was like early, early twenties, you know, but I was like, yep. I'm paying my own bills. I'm doing the things I think I should find a church. Yeah. Wow. And that became part of my, I'm a grown up. Hmm. I'm living in Alabama. I'm on my own now. I need to find a church. It like was important to me. Wow. And that's when things kind of started to shift. Um, and it just, for some reason, it just became important to me to grow in my relationship with God. And from there, I just kind of started to grow slowly, right? Like yeah. I, I was a, I was a really good checklist Christian, mm -hmm. um, really, really good. I checked all the boxes that I could. Um, I still, I'm a to-do list girl, right? <laughs> yes. like, I'm the like, you, you did something, but it wasn't on your to-do list. So you write it on there anyway, just so you can check it. Right? Yes. <laughs> so oh, and I did that too. Oh, and yeah. I did that too. And I did that too. So it just makes you feel like better about the whole day. Yeah. Oh so I'm that. Um, and then things just started to grow. Like I, I found myself really desiring more desiring to learn more. Um, I found myself in the fitness space after yeah. playing in college and right. my college team was national champions, all the stuff. Um, I found myself in fitness and becoming a personal trainer, did the competitions for a little while, like yep. all the stuff. And I really felt God leading me to more ministry. Yeah. Um, so I was taking all the classes at this time I was living in Texas under Bishop TD Jakes, taking mm -hmm. every class I could. Yeah. Right. And thinking like, I'm going to have this fitness based ministry. 
Um, so much so that I moved to Phoenix, Arizona and earned a second degree in all things Bible from wow. Arizona Christian University and then started doing that. And then things have changed over the last couple of years. Um, but my walk with God has been a walk. Yeah. Right? Like it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a sprint. Um, there's been some sprinting seasons. Sure. Right? And then sometimes I feel like it's more like a steeplechase. <laughs> yes. I get tripped up on some of those and hit the water. <laughs> Completely. It's just this like, it's this flow that we have. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if that answered your question, but that's kind of what got me to, to where I am now. And I finally released, you know, all the fitness stuff. Yeah. Um, which I still am connected to, which is how you and I can even yep. connect. Um, but now I get to just mentor and pour into women. Yeah. And really like coach them. I realized that women who were reaching out to me, they didn't want anything to do with fitness. Yeah. And like, how dare I say I can't help them? Right. You know? Right. God has given me this gift and he has given me, you know, wisdom. And I've also paid for education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. How dare, you know, like we got to be honest, God, gave yeah. us this, but there's stuff that we invest into as well. Yeah, completely. Um, and that all of this isn't just gifts from God. I've yeah. put in a lot of work too. Yeah, that's good. And so, so how dare I not help women? So I started to kind of release, release fitness and I surrendered that completely to God and changed my website, changed my names, changed everything. And man, if he didn't just start opening doors and bringing people and, and just saying like, well done daughter, like yeah. let's do this. Yeah. So, well, it's like you, I want to speak to the fact of like, it wasn't just me. Like it was God. And I also put the work in. Yeah. And that's really the truth of faith in action, right? It's like, it it is this knowing that there's this prompting something inside of you, right? Which we know is God. And we know that there is this Holy Spirit prompting to say, go do this, go sit underneath this leader, go do this training and not knowing what the road or the story was going to unfold to be. He knew God knows he wrote it. And so I think that it's that, that knowing of just surrendering to his will instead of your own. And also to know that it wasn't necessarily necessarily a misstep to go into the fitness and nutrition space. In fact, it, it probably brought you a lot of joy and you were able to help a lot of people in there, but it was just like, like that missing inclination, that void element of like, gosh, there's so much more that these women need. And yeah. you were still stewarding what that need was in your own life. Right. And I love that like our ministries get to truly be out of our testimony, mm-hmm. that it's not something of like, let me just sit here and ponder what is the good idea that I should bring to life, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you you are the good idea. You, right. as the person, God literally created you as the good idea. Right. And he knew that everything you were going to walk through is how you get to show up to life every day. How how much easier is that than like building something brand new and you don't even know what puzzle pieces go where? right. And so the word that as you were speaking that I wanted to share was this moral obligation. Somebody mentioned this recently. There's like a moral obligation to show up and teach out of what God has taught you. And I like was like, whoa, that's so good because it's true. It's a, it's a part of how we honor God. It glorifies him when we share our story. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we like, that we can see in, and I know in the world we talk about hindsight, but like mm-hmm. God doesn't function with hindsight. Come on. Right? And I like, love this. He doesn't waste any of it. 
Mm-mm. Right. And so a lot of times, and I think especially as women, I don't know if men get this as much, but like we wonder, like, God, yeah. did I not hear you right? Yeah. Right. Like God takes a turn in our path and we're like, was I on the wrong path? Did I not hear you right? I was, I was pretty sure that you said this and I was doing it. And now this, you know, like, was I wrong in hearing you? And right. we so quickly go yeah. to that, not understanding that like, God knows all the roads. Yeah, exactly. And like, exactly. And it's not like he can't turn a corner. Right. And so it's like, no, Kayla, you heard me right. And now we're going to turn. And then at some point we're probably going to turn again, but like none of that was wasted. You were in my will then, and you're still in my will now. And I just love being able to share that with people that like, I got rid of those, um, like almost debilitating thoughts of like, God, was I wrong? You know, cause yeah. that's like a, that's like a fear sometimes. Yeah. It's an enemy tactic to make you feel, yeah. Like yeah. that, what you have done with your time, with your energy, with your talent, wasn't right. God honoring, especially yeah. when you're in a relationship with him and those things are good. Not, yeah. they might not be as glamorous. They might not be as in flow. I'll put it that way. Not glamorous, but more like you might feel more aligned in this season than you ever have, which is such a gift. But I always want people to understand that like that, you know, I have a lot of people in the military. It's like, oh, the 10 years that you did in the military because you were trying to get yourself free from the bondage of your childhood and have an income. And that that too was amazing. God knew that you were going to do that, right? That you were going to feel called and summoned into that, whether or not you knew the Lord or not. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about people. You said this, and I I always say it this way is like, I don't want to live in hindsight 2020. I want to live in the Mm -hmm. forethought that God is before me, that that he's already predestined me for good works. And so if I am attuned to him, then we walk that way. We walk that out. And it sounds like that's exactly, he's just kind of been like pruning you into what and where you are now. Yeah. I mean, I, and and we get to take it all, right? Mm -hmm. So when we realize that God doesn't waste the way that I get to coach and mentor women now, I use everything from my athletic background, from being a trainer. That's what got me to where I am in my relationship with God. You know, when it was like, create this habit and really start spending time with him, I was like, okay, cool. When I used to do this with clients and working out, it was set your stuff out the night before. Yeah. It was like, prepare yeah. this, prepare that, do this. Okay, great. Now I'm setting out my Bible with my water the night before. So I don't even need to go to the kitchen. Oh, right. Like it's all these good. things, all those like tools that you've used all yeah. these years. Now, even in my podcast, being able to reference and talk about basketball yeah. um, and how God has taught me through that and and the the people that it's reaching, you know, women now sharing with their husband, sharing with their boyfriends, not being afraid to play this in the car because she's talking about basketball. You know, totally. and, and I love I, that. And I just love that he he's known all along. So good, you know, and, and he was probably saying a lot of this back then. And I just didn't know to hear it yet. Sure. Sure. But again, I think that there's like such grace in that. It's just like when you're learning something and I'm a parent, I know you're like a stellar auntie, which I was an auntie before I was a mama and boy, is it the best. But with, with even those little ones, it's like, you understand that like you can't teach them that specific shot yet from a basketball lens until they learn the basics of how to dribble. Right. right. And so it's like, you're just dribbling with the Lord. And yeah. he's like, that's cute, Kayla. I love your yeah. idea. That's not quite yeah. what I'm going to use it for, but 
that's a cool technique. Let me show you this, right? right? And so he's just handing you these different strategies and tools and he's coaching you. And I, I've never thought about God as a coach, but I kind of love it. I kind of love yeah. it. Like he's sidelined, like encouraging you. You've got this. Don't stop, you know, yeah. and come back for a water break when you need it. And let's go out right. again. <laughs> right. And just the game plan. I mean, he, he sets out the game plan and there's a purpose for it. And just, yeah, there's so much, I mean, you, you know, from other areas of your life, but when, when you surrender your life to God, he will speak to you in a way that you understand. Um, and I was actually just able to share um, a whole podcast episode about defeating the pressure of the enemy. And when I tell you, God was teaching me how to defeat the pressure that Satan's putting on me, like a press break in a basketball game. I, mm -hmm. he gave me the press break play. So I was sharing that and it's stuff like that, that it makes me, um, it's so fun for me. Yeah. And it yeah. also is so real and right. to have other people completely understand, cause you can picture this play, you can understand so exactly. Cool. This is how we do this. And so, yeah, he's not, he's not wasting anything. He well, is not I think wasting about anything. That, like from my, my husband is also an entrepreneur and one of my like favorite mentors probably that I've ever had, even though sometimes people think that that's like a weird relational dynamic. Yeah. It's not, it's incredible. Um, but he, he speaks an analogy. Like he speaks in visual analogy. He's like, it's like this. Da, 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 da. And when he pulls yeah. out an analogy that like does not land, he can see it like all over my body language, all over my face. And he's like a couple of sentences and he's like, never mind, just keep doing what you're doing. It's great. <laughs> right. Or never, just never mind. Take a right instead of a left. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's necessary for the huge population of people who play basketball, who yeah. might not know the Lord or are just yeah. stewarding a relationship with the Lord or who love basketball so much. And they're still trying to like tailor make, what does this look like for the Lord to speak to me? Yeah. And so I just think it's so cool. And for people to understand that, like, it is your own, it's just like our own prayer language, right? Speaking in tongues is like, it's your own prayer language with the right. Lord. You don't sound like anybody else. You, you might self-criticize and be like, oh, her, her language is so much prettier than mine. I sound like a crazy person when that breaks yeah. out. And it's true. I do. And I, I get into the place where he's like, uh-uh, like you're not talking to her. You're talking mm -hmm. to me. And mm -hmm. I don't care what you think you sound like. I understand what you're saying. Yep. No, I just think it's so true and it's so right. And that's, and then when we can see stuff like that, we can stop comparing ourselves to everyone else. Yeah. Yep. You know, like you just weren't designed for that. And guess what? I wasn't designed for that. Like it's, it's just, um, I've, I have this conversation with a lot of people that for those of us who say like, I'm in full-time ministry, you know, we, we all are. Yeah, and I stopped right. saying that I worked for a big church for a long time and I yeah. stopped saying I'm in full-time ministry. I started saying I work for a big church. Yeah. You're a hairdresser and you're a believer. You're right. in full-time ministry. Come on, preach it. You know, and I just love that. I, if we could all walk in where God has called us. Yeah. And the crazy thing is we would, uh, the world would be a mess if all believers were pastors. Like, oh no, that'd be, be absolutely really bad. <laughs> Yeah. And then like, we wouldn't be trusting any mechanics. You know what I mean? Like, I, so I love that when I go to a mechanic or a massage therapist or a yep. dentist, whatever, and they're like, I'm a believer too. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Like, we want That's that. Wonderful. Yeah. How can so many of us all want to be yeah. this title. Yeah. Or we think that God only counts this title or we can only speak out if Come we're on. this title. Like, man, tell me the titles of people in the Bible. Yeah. And who Come spoke on. and who didn't speak. Yep. Nope.
<laughs> well, he makes the he makes the 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 dumb speak, right? right. Literally, the the verse is, "I can make the dumb speak. I can give the tongue to the one who cannot say words, right. voice, and vocalization." Right. And I think that is so good. It actually reminds me of this this guy that I've met through the clubhouse space and Instagram. His name is Brian Coletto. He's never been on my show. But um, he's coming to mind right now because he is very vocal about the fact that he is autistic and he's created since COVID because he was completely isolated, totally depressed in this state of suicidal ideation. And then Clubhouse emerged as a social audio app. And he realized that I can be an influence with my voice and I don't have to be good because he wasn't comfortable being on camera. And slowly but surely, he got more and more comfortable going into these spaces and talking a little slower and talking a little monotone and these things that he always self-criticized or was criticized for by others was now like a, an opportunity that when he spoke, Kayla, I would like, I'd have to quiet down. Mm-hmm. I'd have to really put my ear to, to understand what he's going to say next, because it was it just a total different pace and blah, 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 me talking, right? <laughs> and, and it is a, such a treasure. And now three years from now, he's growing his social media influence on all these different platforms. And he doesn't even know what he's doing from the lens of the Lord yet. But yeah. I see it so beautifully clear. And so I think it's important for us as believers, even in these places, these gifts and talents that other people have been gifted with for us to speak life into those places, even if they're not in the understanding that like God is in the middle. Yeah. And he's using you right where you are. Yeah. Like he's calling you right where you are and using you right where you are. And like, can you steward exactly what he's put in your hand? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and just how important that is. I love when you were talking about speaking I spent like a lot of time in the book of Exodus um, a couple months ago, like just couldn't get out of it. Like yeah. friends would pull in the morning and usually like they usually they'll say like, are you still spending time with God or do you want to talk? But it came it. to like, are you still spending time with Moses? Like <laughs> I was just like, like <laughs> Moses was like my best Love friend, it. all the things. But oh. the, the one thing when we talk about Exodus, a lot of us just head to like Moses couldn't speak properly. And this was this big insecurity, right? And like, that's all that's talked about. So I'm reading and I've been in church now for a while and studied some stuff. So I'm reading through Exodus by myself with God. And all of a sudden it says, and Moses said to Pharaoh. And I was like, well, would you look at that? Yeah. And Moses said to Pharaoh. Like, and so now I'm flipping back. Like, wait, wait, is this the first time he actually spoke? Like all this stuff. And like, we often, so often focus on this insecurity that we have, Mm -hmm. that we forget that, yes, God will come alongside. Sure. Here's Aaron. Aaron can go with you. But after you get enough of me in you, and after you hear me speak, even if I'm speaking through Aaron, after you get enough, like it's your turn. And God didn't even say, Moses say this. It just, like, like he just had enough in him now to trust and to know Mm -hmm. and to speak. And like, if we can continue to do that, that's so I'm good. telling you, like all these years of thinking Moses had this insecurity, which he did, but how come nobody talks about like, there's a verse but he that still says, did. Yeah. Moses spoke to Pharaoh. Yeah. Not just to the people. He actually spoke to Pharaoh. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was just super cool for me back in my I love those <laughs> little times where God, like it's, it's fresh awakening. It's a revelation. Yes. That's what a revelation is. Yeah. Is he's revealing something new to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you can read it and you've read it and you've done it in school and all these things, but it's like, it's almost his response in my opinion. And what I've seen is he always reveals in the timing in which one I can hear 
one I can see and, and I say one, one, that's one, that's two. (laughs) And then three would be that I'm in need of this knowledge. I'm in need of this wisdom. I'm in need of understanding something on another level. And I might honestly be searching in the world for that response. And he will show me through things like recently I've been like geeking out over Leviticus and numbers. Nice. And I, Again, it's like one of those things people are like, nobody wants to read that. We just skip that. No, don't go to Leviticus, okay? Anything but Leviticus. Well, I'm I'm considering myself more seasoned and I was in the Bible in a year, so I didn't have a choice. I was checking my box, right? So I'm reading Leviticus and then I'm reading Numbers and there are all of these in-between lines mm-hmm. that if you skip the heritage, if you skip the generational breakdown, if you skip how the Holy Temple was built and the tabernacle was designed, you are missing it. Yeah. And God wants to be in the midst of every single word with you. Yep. And to put you there. Yes. Oh, Come man. on. That's I'm good. In Levit- I'm in Leviticus. And these are, these are my thoughts. You can like nerd out with me. These are yeah. my thoughts. How long did you have to stand in line to process this sacrifice? Oh. Right? Like how long did it take for the priest or for Aaron? Like how long did it take to process one? And how many people are in line? And how long would you wait? Right. And then I always think like, this is my, my favorite thing about the old Testament is that we don't have to do that anymore. Yes. Thank God. That that recognition that Jesus paid the price for all of this. So I don't have to stand in line. I don't have to buy a baby goat. Like I don't have to do all of this, but would I have, Mm. would I have desired God's forgiveness so much that I would stand in line and pay for this animal and do all this stuff. Like, it just makes me, you know, I, I think about that kind of stuff. Like how long did they stand and how long did it take? And then it's like, okay, well, there's, there's a bull for this and there's a bird for this and there's a this. And so then I wonder like, okay, well, are they like everybody who has a goat come to the front? If you have a bird, you have to wait. You know, right, I don't know. Right. I don't need that. But I think that's one of the reasons I love like the chosen so much. And this past weekend I went and saw um his only son. Have you seen this yet? I haven't. And I actually have not watched the chosen at all. What? Why? <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. Is there I, a reason? Are you like now just like or just time or what? There's there's actually no reason at all. Okay. Well, we need to make time on your to-do list. Put this on your to-do list. Watch the, just watch one, just one episode and you'll understand where I'm coming from. But I I mean, there's so many different shows, but specifically the chosen end. I've watched Jesus revolution recently. And then his only son, his only son will, you'll be wrecked by uh, just like Mm -hmm. I am by chosen. But I think about these in-between conversations and my pastor, Anthony, always says this. He's like, I love the chosen because it, it uh, brings to life the in-between moments. Mm-hmm. So like it's Peter sleeping in the middle of the night and like he gets up to go to the bathroom and this doesn't happen, but if it did gets up to go to the bathroom and like Jesus by the fire and he's like, come here, let's have a convo. And then there's like talking, right? Like things like that happened, mm-hmm. but because we can get so religious in what the word is or what the story is we're missing the in-between. And that's, I think, why people feel so segregated from God, so segmented from God, so isolated from God, because they're like, I'm in my in-between. And unless you're in a pit or unless you're in the palace, God's not with you or God doesn't care about you. You think about Joseph. He got the dream. He felt like, oh my gosh, God's with me. And then he's in the palace and he sees his family and he's like, oh, God is with me. But he always sensed God 
But I believe many of us didn't and don't, right? Why is Pharaoh's wife doing this to me right now? Why am I in jail again? Why did my brothers leave me and put me or literally sell me into slavery? Why did this happen? And they're not turning to God for the response. They're turning to the world and the world wants to respond. That Oh, real quick mm-hmm. <laughs> and loud. Yes. Real quick and real loud. And if we're not taking the time to receive God's response, yeah. right? If we're not taking the time to spend time with him in his word, you know, that's the, that's the thing that I've, I've been able to change my life, mm-hmm. right? It's like spending time with God in his word. I actually like say that now. I, I actually don't even say read my Bible. Yeah. I say I'm spending time with God in his word. Then I spend time with God on a walk. I spend time with God doing right. other things, but um, it's not just this book that I'm reading. Yes. <laughs> and if I want to hear his response or hear his wisdom, that's where I go. Yeah. That's like, why it's I'm called the living I'm word. I'm not even Googling a sermon anymore. Come on. You know, it's like, well, this is like, I'm going to put tears, but like, this, <laughs> this is it. Yep. And that's where... I know he's speaking in every sentence that comes out. Well, it's funny that you said that because even just yesterday, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who I love dearly and is like newly emerging into her faith and wanting just like, you know, that desperation, that hunger that you have for God Mm -hmm. when you're, when you, I mean, I hunger for him now, but I remember just like being like a baby calf and I needed the milk, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I still feel that way, depending on the scenario, but she was saying like, I don't, I've been asking God, like, how do I pray? And I said, it's interesting that you're asking that. Like, you're not, it's not because you're not smart. It's not because you haven't spent time with God already because the disciples who had been spending every single minute of every single day with Jesus asked the same exact question. She's like, really? Right. And I'm like, yeah, girl, get in the word and he will tell you. And one of the practices that I've been doing, that's very applicable. I've never shared this with the, with the community here. So I'm glad that it was brought up was with the Lord's prayer, which is the only thing that I really, I say, I wasn't raised in a Christian household, but God was there. He was in the, you know, hindsight 2020. Like I knew the Lord's prayer. We said prayers every single night before we went to bed. I just didn't know that I was praying to someone that was actually Mm -hmm. listening. I was just mm-hmm. praying them because it was our nightly ritual. <laughs> and when you pray and you literally t- dissect what the Lord's prayer is, our father who art in heaven, yeah. like, what does that mean? What, what are we, who are we talking to? And how is he a father? Have you ever even known God as a father? Hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So about two and a half years ago, when I was teaching my kids, I felt this conviction of like, hold on, don't do what you did. Do what I did and teach them every element of the word of the prayer and see how you pray differently. Yeah. And so I just encouraged her to do the same thing. And she's like, I've never thought about that. I'm like, it's okay. Me, de- me neither. It was a revelation, right? right? Right, right, right. That's how he flows. That's that's exactly what he does. I love that. Well, it just changes. It changes your mind towards why am I praying? First off, it always goes in with thanksgiving. You're always going in with praise. Not like, dad, I need something. Now he'll listen, right? Just like I listen when my, my kids need more food, more lunch. Right. I want seconds. I went, you know, I hear you, but could you like, give me, I just gave you that. Could you say thank you first? And yeah. then we'll move on to the next thing, right? right? Like let's, let's understand what's happening here. Yeah. So I'm curious for you, Kayla, like as you have leaned in from these different genres of coaching, 
what are some of the things that you find women need most? And like that you're just feel like you're on like a repeat, like you're on the hamster wheel, specifically answering the exact same questions that you develop content around so that people can be served. Yeah. Um, Well, one of the first ones is creating consistency. (laughs) And I love that I was able to help people do that in their healthy lifestyles. Right. So now I'm able to help you do that in your relationship with God. So good. Like that that's one of the biggest things that has carried over. I, you know, to be an elite athlete, there's discipline and consistency mm-hmm. that has been built in me since I was a young girl. Um, and then to learn how to give that to others in health and fitness and challenge them. And now to learn how to use all of those same skills in your relationship with God. And so that's that's one that I really help with just building that habit. You know, I, I feel like when you go to church or when you get saved, they say, read the Bible, read the Bible every day, but no one actually tells you how, That's right? Good. Like That's people so will good. tell you um, how to study it. They'll be like, join our Bible study. Here's a But like, how do you actually build the habit of mm. doing it? It's good. And so like when we want to become healthy, our trainer will actually help us build the habit of working out. And so I try to help women build the habit. Like Literally, one of the things I do every night is set my Bible down with a glass of water. You know, if if reading the Bible at night is your thing, then after you make your bed in the morning, leave your Bible on your pillow. Like you have to say, it's just like setting out your gym clothes the night before. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it. And making sure that, and um, another thing I help them with is like take progress pictures, Mm. right? Like you do that in your health. You step on a scale, you check Mm. in. How are you checking in, in your relationship with God? Mm. Or are you just going day by day and today's a bad day and today's a good day and now you're up and down and a bad day takes over? Mm. Or are you stepping on the scale once a week so you can actually see progress from a whole week? You know, and see this, I actually spent time with God in his word five times this week and last week was two. Like wow. that's progress that you can see. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the main yeah. things. And the other one that I really focus on is making this a real relationship with God. Yeah. And really spending time with him. and and. That's just something if you can recognize what I share a lot is when I began spending time in his word, I had already gone to Bible school. I was already coaching other women, but not in the fit, well, in fitness, right? Right. Um, and all the things, checking the things like I'm yeah. reading the Christian books. I'm listening yeah. to sermons all day, gospel music only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I'm reading and as I'm reading this, I think it was either a TD Jakes or a Joyce Meyer one morning because I gave up my morning gym time to read a book every morning. That was a big deal. That was wow, my- that's a huge deal. It was a huge deal. Yeah. Because I was living with my niece and nephew full time. They were like two yeah. and newborn. And wow. I was like, okay, I got to do this before everyone else wakes up. Well, one day the good old Holy Spirit like helped me understand. He said, time, time about God's not the same as time with God. Mm. And you are doing everything about God. You're checking every box. You're reading books about me. You're listening to sermons about me. Everything that you're doing about me is what someone else is telling you about me. So, hey, start spending time with me. And that very next morning in 2017, I picked up my Bible and have been reading it every day ever since. Wow. And that's when things really started to change for me is I made this a real relationship. Yeah. This is this is he and I. And that's why I don't even say reading my Bible anymore, except for to help other people understand we spend time together. Yeah. And how do we do that? Like we, we talk, we joke. Yeah. We laugh. He has the most amazing inside jokes with me. Like <laughs> so we good. chuckle about some stuff. <laughs> yes. And like, I just love that because once you have a relationship, you can recognize. Yeah. Things. 
right? And that's what I get to help women do is like recognize God mm-hmm. in your life. Do you- well, and I think that's like a, a common question is like, how do you hear from God? Yeah. What do you mean hear from God? What do you mean he talks to you? What right. do you mean it dropped in your spirit? What does that right. mean, right? We get on all these like Christianese things when yeah. you're learning about God and you're in a places and everyone has the same kind of lingo, right? We yeah. literally adopt like a Christianese language yeah. when that's who you spend time with. It's no different than if I was always with Spanish speaking people, I would probably end up speaking Spanish eventually, Right. right. And I, I think that it's important for us to have that revelation that when I, especially when I come to like my podcast and I'll hear something that someone says and I'm like, oh, like, yes, what does that mean to the person who is still like understanding mm-hmm. and unpacking? And I don't want to sound like so above where they are spiritually that they then can't relate and they turn the soundtrack off. Right. Yeah. And so to not bring it down, like down, down, but isn't yeah. that what a parable is? Isn't that why Jesus spoke in parable to the people exactly as they spoke? That's the metaphor language. He said, oh, you're a farmer. Let me give you this really good harvest story. Oh, you're a tax collector. Let me talk to you about money. Right. Right. Oh, you're a basketball player. I got you. Let's go. Yeah. Right. It's so interesting that we, we complicate it. Truly. We are the ones who complicate it. Nobody else. And I want people to come into that like revelation and, and the invitation is really what it is of being with God. I'm never going to forget what you just, what you just shared. And it's such a powerful tool specifically for women, especially women who have not yet met their husband or understand the intimacy of being with, uh, in the covenant love with a husband is if you and I were like girlfriends and you're like, Oh, I cannot wait to meet my husband. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know this guy. And I tell you all about this guy all the time. And I'm like, oh, he's got blue eyes. He's tall. He's dark. He's handsome. He plays basketball. He was point right. guard. And I just like keep talking to you about this guy, right? I've never shown you a picture. You don't know where he lives. You don't know his address, all these things. And like, you're going to be like, I, oh my, I really need to meet this person. Yeah. That is what learning about God versus knowing God actually mm-hmm. is. And truly, since I was little, even in those youth group camps that we mentioned, that's, I was being told about God. Mm-hmm. I was never being invited to actually sit with God. And maybe mm-hmm. they did, and I just wasn't mature for it. But yeah. to my knowledge, that wasn't how it worked. Even yeah. our worship times was like, hey, sing this song. Not like, hey, let's intimately spend time with the Lord with these words, saying them to Abba Father. Do you mean yeah. them? Do you know what they mean? Break down the Lord's prayer, right? right. So I love that. I'm never going to forget that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but also everything that you've done to this point and learned about him enhances your relationship. Oh my gosh. Right? Oh my so like, let's when you're not, like, we're let's getting not married. Let's- Yeah. Let's not let Satan twist your mind right here and say, you've been doing it all wrong. Absolutely not. Everything that you've done to this point is enhancing your relationship. Like you, you know, all the stuff, you know, all his characteristics. Now you just got to like talk to him for yourself. So good. Let him talk to you for yourself. Okay, so this is kind of weird to be promoting a podcast on a podcast and it's not my podcast and it's not a friend's podcast though you are my friend it's your podcast you want a slot right you want to be heard you want to amplify your voice because you too have an incredible message to share with the world 
This is the coolest part. It is with the world. It's with the nations. And that's exactly what we're told to do. Go and tell. Go and make disciples of nations. And podcasting is a way to do that. So if you are ready to finally press play on this idea, the best way to do it, instead of chasing down the YouTube degree that you can surely get on these areas or chasing down all the podcasters that you know and piecemealing your own way through is to come to a two and a half day experience, a retreat actually with our Fit Media team who has been doing this for quite a while, five years in fact, and we've launched over 40 podcasts at this point. And it's pretty dynamic, the methodology in which we've uncracked the code around to allow you to not only come just with an idea, but to leave with a fully equipped, fully uh, available, yes, it's live and in action with two and a half days podcast that the whole world has access to. We're going to do recording. We're going to do photo shoot for your cover. We're going to create designs and media. We're going to talk about how do you use this in your business strategy. I mean, the list goes on and you will not be left alone afterwards because you get access to a full portal of teaching around it for any of the additional questions that you need. So you need to get your butt in the seat, all right? Really, get your booty into the experience and go to the website, check out and apply. All the things that you need are there and we cannot wait to welcome you there. It'll be in Virginia Beach, Virginia and that's my hometown. That's a lot of our team's hometown and so we're excited to welcome you here, our home. Um, Flights and accommodations are not included but everything else is 100% taken care of and you're gonna have more than your fair share of ROI on this dynamic experience. I can assure you and you can check out the reviews to prove it. Anyway, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Fit and Faith podcast. I can't wait to hear what your title is going to be. And yeah. so I'm, I'm really big on that just and being able to recognize God, right? Yeah. That's how often do you say the word coincidence, oh. you know, and can you recognize God, right? Like I, I went through a phase a while ago that I was focused on um, a financial goal that I had asked yeah. God to help me with. And he was there. And so for the next 30 days, I'm like I said, I'm a checklist girl yep. in my day, in my calendar day planner. This must have been 2015 or something. I wrote down for 30 days how God provided for me financially every single day. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, OK, God, we got to get creative. So the first was fine. Right. Paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like as you keep going, you yeah. got to get creative. So it was like, you know, one day I forgot to bring my lunch to work. So I had planned on going to the sandwich shop. Someone yeah. provided lunch. And I was like, that is a financial yeah. blessing to me. Gosh, um, so you know, then I like wanted to buy something employee discount. That's a, actually a financial blessing to yeah. this day. I will not walk past a penny on the ground because there was a day that I was like, God, you didn't show up today. Ooh. And there was a nickel in Canada. We don't have pennies anymore. There was a uh-huh. nickel on the <laughs> ground. And so even now, all those years later, I will not walk past a penny on the ground because it's this reminder that every single day God is providing for me financially, but I had to allow myself and my mind to see God's creativity. Mm. Like we can look around at the trees and we're like, oh man, God's so creative. But yet when it comes to our lives, we're like, he can only work this way, this way, and this way. Mm. And so that changed everything for me to be able to go for 30 days and see something different every day. Um, Yeah changed everything. That is amazing. There is a book it reminds me of, and it's a relational book. 
um, specifically for wives to honor their husbands um, and to, to serve your husbands. And every day it was like this cute little, I need to find it. It's this cute little like pink book. It looks super playful. You would never think, especially a mature woman would never think to like pick this up off the shelf. But I was in dire need of like getting outside of myself in our relationship and serving other people. I think this could totally work also for anybody who isn't in a relationship and just wants to honor other people, honor your father and your mother, right? Like I could, I'm being convicted in this moment. I could do that for my dad, right? Like I'm really struggling in that relationship right now. And what a, what a treasure it would be to actually put that intention into that relationship. So convicted hear you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but specifically for every single day, doing something that no one knows about, right? And the Lord does this for us every single day because most of the time we're blinded and we don't even realize that he's doing it. And hindsight is 2020 and it's coincidence and what good luck you had. No, that is God. But if we do that without the need for attention, but with our intention, Mm -hmm. I believe that the affirmation and blessing on the other side of that is that much greater, that much richer for us. And Absolutely. so it's like, what is, what is that thing? Not necessarily that God is giving you. Cause I, I love that, especially from a mana perspective and specifically financially. Cause I believe a ton of people need that specific resource as entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. they think they're, they're, they aren't able to do anything right. They can't put together two nickels to rub. Yeah. And I love those examples you just gave, but I'm thinking out of it from a relational perspective too. Like what if we were the ones giving and it wasn't needed for us to have, we don't always affirm God when he gives us something, do we? Right. We should. Right. We don't. Right. So that's a very, I mean, I've never heard that as a practical tip to do. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best things I ever did just because even now, like a dirty penny on the ground. Yeah is this reminder of how good and faithful he is in my finances. Yes. Which is, again, people have a hard time. And this is why when I talk so much about marketplace ministry and business, it's like they can't seem to put faith in that place. Mm-hmm. It, it's only, They like can't understand because it's not something that's ever really trained up. It's not something that people really ever talk about. So how in the world am I supposed to bring him in and like have a space to talk or a place to worship or like, they, they can't understand it. And yeah. so it even makes me think my mom used to always tell me that she would know that it was going to be a good week if on Saturday or Sunday she opened the fridge and there was a carton of eggs because mm-hmm. she knew that she was going to be able to eat. And that is like perplexing to me. Cause if you look at my fridge right now, you'd be like, uh, that's going to go bad. That's going to go bad. Like you're spoiled. You're like, like that's just going to happen. Um, and simultaneous to that, from a penny perspective, my kiddos did like an Easter egg hunt, which we don't even have Easter baskets. I'm not an Easter bunny Christian. I just don't do that. But all my family members are still in tradition. So we did an Easter egg hunt, no candy. Cause we don't also do that. And so they had, uh, coins, coins in the candy. Mm-hmm. In the eggs, I'm sorry. And um, they have all these dollar bills and then they had all these little coins. Well, the coins got left to the side on our coffee table. The dollars were all taken. There was all these coins there. So the last couple of days I've been seeing all these coins sitting there. And and as you're sharing that, I have this like understanding of the fact that like I saw coins on the table this week and what a blessing because there are people around the world who would be scrounging through trash cans mm-hmm. to get your leftovers and get your coins. Yeah. So how much more does God love his children, right? Even yeah. those children that are looking for it. Yeah. And how much do we like 
dismiss or not understand value. Yeah. Come on. You know, like it's so good. Yeah. I'm on a mission this year. Um, to not spend any money on clothes that are new. One, I just like don't want things from China anymore. And I don't want to, I don't want to support like child labor and all these other things. And I I can't say that I'm going to do this forever. So please don't hold me to it. If you talk, you listen to this next year, but I, I really don't, I really want to do USA made even when I do get back into that place, but that costs money. So this year I'm on a secondhand buy only. And it has challenged me because there are times where I'm like, I really want that new thing. And then I have to go into my like mindset of like, well, why, Mm -hmm. what is it for? And is it better than the thing that is secondhand that is new? I I don't understand. Like I have to rewire my thinking in order to see. And also I believe in stewardship. And stewardship connected, like people might not think of like their clothes as a thing that they're buying or spending money on frivolously, but are you, aren't you? I mean, really aren't you? And uh, $20 is a lot of money to spend on a t-shirt, $20 to someone in another country. I've seen people weep over $5 bills, weep. I've seen people rejoice and like cry out loud and scream out loud to all of the other employees when they've been handed a $20 bill and we just don't value it the same. Yeah. Well, and it is, it is stewardship what you were talking about. Yeah. Like, how are you stewarding the resources that God gave you? Um, How are you stewarding the body God gave you? How are you stewarding the time that God gave you? Um, Time has been a big one for me. Yeah. How am I stewarding my time? It's good. Um, And I, and I had to start saying it that way so Mm -hmm. that I could start hearing it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, how am I stewarding the time that God gave me? Not like, what am I planning with my day? Yeah. How am I stewarding the time that God gave me? And it's just those little things that help me to like redo and really understand what I'm saying. Just like saying spending time with God, but like, yeah, how am I stewarding the time that God gave me and knowing that he gave me all these hours today, Mm -hmm. right? And like, how Mm -hmm. am I stewarding that? And that kind of lands a little differently than well, what do I want to do today? <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Or, you know, the, I, I talk about this idea of hustle culture and people yeah. often glamorizing, like being busy. How are you? Oh, I'm busy. And they're like smiling. And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. That smile, which isn't really real. And that line don't go together. That doesn't right. make sense to me. I, right. I would be like, oh my gosh, I've been so free lately. I haven't had much on my calendar. It's been so good. That makes mm. sense. You can say that, but I'm so busy feels hard. It feels right like you're lacking intention. And so the word I always say is like intentionality connect. I've been super intentional with my time lately. We've got mm-hmm. so much going on with the kiddos. We've got these things that they're involved in. We're doing these things right now. And it's been such a blessing. It's such a blessed season rather than it's such a busy season. Yeah. Right. Cause you're yeah. blessed. The reason they're busy is because their kids are in all their sports. They're also trying to do a Bible study. They're also going to lunch with their friends. Like they're, they're going to work out after work every day. So at the end of the day, they're like, Oh, I'm really, that was a busy day. Yeah. Wasn't it? Or was it a blessed day? Yeah. But you're right. Language is such a huge part of the whole rhythm and cadence in which we get to live. Yeah, absolutely. It matters. You know, the words that we choose matter. Um, and the, the thoughts that we allow and what we say to them mm-hmm. matter, it's you know, um, that's probably one of, well, one of the other top things <laughs> that I get to share with Oops. <laughs> and we're going down the list. I know. Number 22. <laughs> I know. 
but just that, you know, another like Christianese thing, right. Is like, yeah. take every thought captive. Yes. Just take every thought captive, take every thought captive. Well, if you read what the Bible actually says, there's a comma at the end of that, not a period, right? It says like, and submit it to the truth of God's word and uh-huh. make it submit to Christ and make it. So like these thoughts that were taken captive, like, what are you doing with them? Right. Like, so if you think of like, I like to watch um, like crime documentaries, Uh I think. So if I think of like a prison cell, if I just throw these thoughts in a prison in my mind, they are not quiet. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Right. It's like like up across the like bars, like (laughs) all these sounds like like a prison. If you watch any of these documentaries, it's the loudest place just because you put something behind bars and take Mm -hmm. it captive doesn't shut it up. It's good. Right. And like, that's why the Bible's very clear. The next part is, and make it submit to God's truth. How are mm. you speaking his truth over that lie? Yeah. Like, it's like, you got to put it in a headlock and like yeah. keep holding it there, speaking the truth until it finally taps out. Come and on. it's going to be a while. Come on. And so I just like, I love that. Like just those images, right? Like, yes. Take every thought captive. That's what we always tell everyone. No. And then what? Right. Right. Like you've thrown it in this cage in the back of your mind and it is still tormenting yep. you. Yeah. Just because it's behind bars doesn't mean that the words aren't still there. So good. You have to make it submit and you have to speak over it. And if you don't know the truth to speak over it, you can't do or, it. Right. Or if your Christian friends are just saying, take the thought captive, take the thought captive, take the thought captive, you're no better off than you were. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. And I think it kind of parallels as you were talking and made me think about. Oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pray for you. And so I've been super intentional. God convicted me to like, I hear this all the time. And and what I also hear simultaneous to that is like, oh, I don't want to pray out loud. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you pray. You pray. You're you're the minister. You you pray. I'm like, no, you pray. Yeah. Or the people who come to you, like, will you pray for me? And I'm like, I would love to pray with you. You pray. Right now. And they're like, oh, what? Um, right now, I, mean, I actually have I actually have intentional time just for this. Mm-hmm. Let's go right, yeah. and it shocks people. It blesses people. Yes. It brings people to their knees. People who don't even know God, who are like, "Hey, if you think about me," this happened with one of my marriage coaches recently. She said her clients, who are very spiritual, they do not believe in Jesus, was like, "Hey, anytime this week, if you're thinking about us, do you do you mind just like praying for us?" Not believers. And she said, actually, I'll do one better. This whole time I've been feeling the desire to pray for you. Can I pray for you right now? Yeah. And she said she got up and they were just weeping on the call. We don't even live in the United States. I mean, just a wild story. And I just, I encourage people. I encourage you. If you can do this challenge with your finances, which was so rich, with perhaps your relationships, if that's the thing that you felt called to, with this language shift that we're having right now, with the next step, Right, mm-hmm. not just pray the Lord's prayer, not just take the co- the thoughts captive, but what's the comma? What's after the comma? So pray yeah. for me. Okay, let's do it right now. Yeah, and see how that changes. It changes my heart every single yeah. time because I realize, like, wow. First off, how blessed am I? Because I'm not praying that prayer for myself. Yeah, and how much power and authority we have. What an honor as a brother and a sister to be able to pray on behalf of someone else who might not have the the energy or they're grieving, or they're lost, or they don't feel like they have the words, but that's where you get to invite them into conversation. Mm-hmm. And you also get to eliminate 
Satan trying to come back at you saying, you said you were going to pray and you did it. Didn't. And that's real. Oh, that's so real. Yeah. I love that. It's so good. These are, I mean, honestly, Haley, this is probably one of the most practical faith walk podcasts that I've had in a really long time. Praise God. A really long time. Because I'm thinking of these, these different pieces that block people so simply, but so sharply. It's like it severs people from that relationship so quickly. And it's such an enemy tactic. It's like the understanding of little T truth versus capital T truth, right? It's the same word. The line is just in a different spot on the cross. I love that. Right? I never said that before out loud. So that was holy right? Come on. Yeah. Truly, I've never said that before. I've never even, I always think of little T, big T and truth, the capital T truth, but like it's, he knows the enemy is so conniving. He was conniving in the, in the garden. He's never stopped since. And he's playing the exact same trick on every single one of us. Yeah. And we don't have to stand for that. That's why people need coaches like you, mentors like you, people to be in community with who are like, "Uh, uh, 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 don't say that. This is why. Right. Because I think it's not a like a a smack on the hand. Right. Like my book is called Mm -hmm. Always Becoming for a reason because I ain't I ain't nowhere but where I am right in this moment, which I'm so grateful for. But there is so much more sharpening and shaping that God wants to do with me. The very last show I was on, the guy was like, I just want you to know that you have a lot more years. And my mentor always said, just keep going. There's a lot more years ahead Mm -hmm. and not a Oh God, I got a lot. Are you sure? Just come and take me now, Jesus. I'm ready. I'm not ready. I got vision. I've got, I've got babies. I want to see them, my grandbabies, all these things. And so I just really, I mean, I'm expected for what this is going to do in, in people's lives. Yeah. I mean, it's just, this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Like when God brings you through something or God teaches you something, what, the other thing I've really learned is that when I say yes to God, it has nothing to do with me. Like it has nothing to do with me. It's the woman who will eventually reach out. It's the like person that sees this. It's it's the someone two years down the road. And you're like, oh, had I never said yes in that moment, this wouldn't have happened. So true. Right? And like God sees all of that. God yeah. orchestrates all of that before people are even born. And mm-hmm. I just think if we can recognize him, you know, I have a, a friend, I, I call her a friend, but her husband um, passed away suddenly last year. Mm-hmm. And she's she's quite a bit younger than me. Um, and so I was just pouring into her and invited her into, I used to have a, a Christian women's book club, invited her into that. We'll come to put the whole story together and give God the glory, right? Because sometimes we'll be like, oh, that's really cool. I'm here for you. Her father-in-law mm-hmm. um, lived with my family in 1993. So that's how I know her. Her father-in-law came to Canada to play baseball one summer. He's from California, lived with my family, was actually the first Christian influence on my family. Interesting. We've stayed connected with them. I have pictures of me holding his son, who was, was her husband, when he was a baby. What? And we just kind of stayed connected with their family. And so I was telling her when I finally gave God the glory, was like, before you were even born... God connected me with your father-in-law before you were born so that when this tragedy happened, you could come and have a group of women to connect with before you were born, like before you were even a thought connected me with who would be your father-in-law when I was in sixth grade. 
before I was even saved. That is so good. That's a hindsight, right? Yeah. Like it happens all the time, but can we recognize the power of God moving all those pieces? Mm. You know, and if I can only recognize two of those in my life, great. God's done millions of them. Yeah. But if I can at least recognize, like, look at what one does. Right. Recognizing one is everything for me. And he's done it every step of the way. So many times. Well, again, every day. Because yeah. if you could recognize it just in your finances every day, how much yeah. more is he intentional with every other piece of right. your life? Right. Gosh. Gosh. There's, oh, a, a, there's a book. I, you said um, earlier, the, the thing about coincidences, there's a book I, by uh, Squire, Russell, Russell Squire, something like that, called When God Winks. Have you ever heard of it? No. And it's this tiny little read. It's this blue little book with stars on it. And it's called When God Winks. And it's the fastest read. You could probably read it in an hour and a half or something. And I took it with me after my Nana had passed away. Mm-hmm. And I took my mom on a sporadic trip to Mexico. I had no, We had no intention of going. And I was just like, let's get out of Dodge. And I read this book and then I immediately handed it to her. And it's all about the winks of heaven, like Mm. over our life all the time. And winks to me mean something super valuable because my dad used to wink at me when I was little. And it was just like across the room, I would feel totally seen, totally loved, totally admired in the cutest, sweetest, like just father, daughter, daddy's little girl kind of way. And so to think of Abba, because I'm really, like I told you, a struggle with uh, my relationship with my dad over the last several years to think of my Ava winking at me was like, mm-hmm. what? This is what he does from heaven every time he gives me those little moments of coincidences. Right. And so I always say like, oh, what was your God wink today? Like asking people that, it shifts their energy and it really draws them into the tiny details of the things that we just push past, right? Yeah. So I hope one that people read that book, but also just like, don't use that language because language words do matter. And we're actually giving that a beautiful little moment. We're giving it to the enemy when we're, when we're saying that. Yeah, it's so true. And it's so real. And, and we have the power to recognize God and to give him the glory. So good. So good. Goodness gracious. Kayla, I could keep talking to you forever. I know, right? <laughs> and I can't because I'm literally supposed to be in a meeting right now. And I just looked at the time and I was like, no, it's over. Gosh, you guys, I want you to get in touch with Kayla. She her she has a beautiful way that she spells her name, which is different than most Kayla's. So make sure like Tamra, it's just Tamra right. boring. It's K-A-E-L-A. And then I say your last name, McCaig. Okay. Yep. M-C-K-A-I-G. So Kayla McCaig, you can find her on her website. You can find her on her Instagram, on social. I find her on Instagram. And her actual website is Kayla, K-A-E-L-A, praise.com. If you're listening to this, don't worry. You don't have to memorize it. It's all in the show notes. And you've been such a treasure. I'm so excited to unpack this with people because it's it really is wisdom right from heaven. Thank you so much. So, so much. My pleasure. Have an awesome day. See y'all. Thanks, Tamara. Hey, y'all. It's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. 
Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts. And you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this will be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to. And I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting, and I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.